What's one thing that pisses you off? Uh, when people think that they know something and they really don't fucking know a single thing. Example. Are you shade right now? No. <laughs> oh, no, no. Do I'm I not sorry. know something? No, it just happened to be. Tell me, do you think, do you think about me? Welcome into the very first episode of a one-man show. Look at Mark Doner up there himself looking like Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. I have not podcasted in quite some time, so I apologize if I'm a little rusty. But on today's show, we have Pearson Day. Hi. He graduated high school, and we have Adelia <laughs> Clark. She looks like a snowboarder slash e-girl. Welcome on to the show, guys. How are you feeling? <sighs> Pent up. Why? Because you haven't had sexual intercourse because you've been in quarantine? I've been in quarantine, man. It's all, it's just, it's just building up from the waist up, man. <laughs> what about you, Adelia? Wait, I just had sex an hour ago. Oh, wow. Wait, you did? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. What's up? What's good? How's everybody in? Let's talk about, this is a weird time right now. Um, COVID-19 has mm-hmm. taken the, the world by storm. It's shut down the world. How, how have you been feeling about this? I, I Personally, I think it's... It's a very interesting way to view the world from. It's like we we get to see everybody in their most kind of raw form. You see people fighting over toilet paper. That's like not cool, though. It's not. But that just shows how shitty people are at times. Right. You know, And, and I think that's a really unique perspective of being like, hey. We've been we've been living a life where things have been very good considering our entire human history. Right. And now all of a sudden a really bad problem has happened to us millennials and Gen Z. And now we're faced with how we act as human beings. Well, how you've been describing it has been like really good in my opinion about our generation hasn't gone through shit. We haven't. We're soft. In comparison to like our grandpas and shit, we're going to war at our like 18, dude. Imagine graduating yeah. high school. What was the analogy you saw? Or you saw a TikTok actually mm-hmm. about seniors that were graduating high school. Cause so, so seniors graduating high school during COVID-19 can't go to graduation. They're doing zoom calls right. and it sucks. That yeah. does suck. That's a real thing. It's shitty seniors during world war one and world war two. You see pictures of them next to their friends who have passed away wearing gauze because they're at war and you see them in the middle of war. So not only did they not graduate, but they were called out to war. And so right. we're complaining about this. Like yet. imagine just graduating high school and going to fight a war. Bro, I was playing paintball and I was the adrenaline that was going through my body of, in the fear of getting hit with a fucking ball of paint. Oh yeah. Imagine real ass bullets stressed at Ow. 18 years old. That that's got to fuck you up in the head. Heavy. Heavy. Um I mean a lot of people I'm going to explain our situation if you guys are watching. It's obviously three of us in a room, me, Pearson, and Adila. We've been hanging out through quarantine. We've stuck to us three. I know it's not like the best thing to do, but I live alone. My family's all in Ohio. Pearson's family's in Washington. Adelia's family's in Iowa. Well, like, I have Lyra, but... Well, she has her sister, but, you know, they don't hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've just like, this is our family. We, we've stuck it to us three. Yeah. Um, and Derek. I, and our one friend, Derek, also, mm-hmm. he lives... His family's not here. So yeah. we've kept the circle small. And, uh, yeah, we limit our, our going out and whatnot. What are some uh, benefits that you found from COVID-19 in this quarantine? I cleaned the shit out of my closet and my house. I've gotten rid of so much stuff. It's great. Uh, And then I just keep doing it and I just keep getting rid of shit and I'm running out of shit to get rid of. Adelia? Yeah, I got rid of so much clothes. 
Really? Like Lyra's selling a bunch of our clothes and then. Who are you selling it to? Uh, like on Depop. Yeah, so yeah, you can, it's like an app. Really? We'll link mm-hmm. it in the description if you guys want to buy Adelia and Lyra's clothes. It's on It's on her, like her Depop. If you want to oh, buy yeah. my Probably clothes too. Probably a size small and extra small. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute clothes. They still have like tags on them and everything. So is that like a children's extra small? Yeah, like children's like 12. So baby clothing. So if you're baby a 14 year old watching this, you could fit into the clothes. <laughs> also, since I'm promoting it, I will be taking 50% of the proceeds. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So all the proceeds. Got it. <laughs> um, I found, yeah, I, I found myself cleaning. I feel like a lot of people sit and they're like, I'm so bored. I have nothing to do. There's so many things you can do. Bro, I, I so I've been trading stocks for a long time. Stonks. Stonks. Y'all trade stonks. I literally I've been cannot. trading since I was very young. And I thankfully had an uncle who was a broker. So I got to ask him questions as a young kid. But like now we've been in quarantine. We're both up every day. I got you. I got you on the juice, bro. Yeah, I want to get into this actually. So something that I was never taught by my parents. And I feel like a lot of people aren't taught this is what to do with money. If you have extra money laying around. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, obviously they live paycheck to paycheck. Um, but on, in the, in my example, for example, you know, I have money laying around and mm-hmm. I was never, my parents never had money laying around. But let's set this up better because that's not yeah. being fair to you. You worked your ass off. Right. You didn't start with money. You lived in a closet. And made $1,000 a month. Made $1,000 yeah. a month, which is far below the, uh, what yeah, is it? Yeah, I was living poverty wage. paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> like you I were, had to ask my friend to like buy me food. Yeah. You were barely surviving. That's yeah. 12000 a year. That's way below poverty level. Right. So to be fair to you. You didn't have money. You made money. And now you have enough to where you can start saving. Start, yeah, and investing. Mm-hmm. So I was never taught how to invest. I was never taught to really prepare to have money. You know, yeah. like I was, I feel like a lot of people, and that's what I kind of fucking hate about like school and like the educational system and society is like, they kind of just set the bar low for you. And you don't really have, you don't think your dreams can become a reality. Yeah. And you're from Ohio or Iowa or wherever. Uh, um, wherever. Until they start to to happen. And so Pearson and, and people have told me to get into stocks so long ago. And I just was like, I never knew about it. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm doing good right now. Like I don't need to fucking do stocks. Yeah. And now I'm sitting around in quarantine and I'm bored. I put that in air quotes for you guys listening. And I'm like, all right, what can I do to educate myself? Pearson's into stocks. He's doing them every morning. So I started to learn the stock market. Yeah. And, and he's good at it. I'm, I'm decent. I'm doing good. I'm making money, but be careful because it is like gambling. I'm not saying do it, but I'm saying definitely learn now what to, mm-hmm. like how to invest. Yeah. I wish I would have been taught that in college. Yeah, absolutely. Like they don't teach you shit in college. It's meaningful. They're like, hey, like here's the fucking history about Europe. <laughs> All that calculus I learned in college is coming in real handy right now. Right? So handy. I feel like I'm learning those docs through you. Like just listening to you all the time. I'm like, I'm kind of picking it up. I still have no idea what, right. like, what you're saying, but I, I can pick it up a little bit. I'm like, you read the, gr- you read the charts. You out there you watching uh-huh. the market. You watching the market. No. She's on the grind though. You know what I'm saying? Adelia just started up her YouTube channel. 50 K subs. Ooh, like let's day. go. What we're doing right now is like constantly creating content and pushing mm-hmm. each other. And that's something that like, quarantine i feel like if it wasn't for quarantine we wouldn't be doing i wouldn't be here right now where would you be i'd be off shooting a movie that i oh, can't talk right. about <laughs> i booked a huge movie Pearson and- booked a huge movie in a year's time he's gonna be like ryan gosling except 
a foot taller. That's How tall true. Is Ryan Gosling. Uh, foot shorter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, He's so congratulations to Pearson. Us. Let's get a round of applause. Quarantine applause. And also, right before quarantine, well, the start of quarantine, I shot a movie. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm the voice of a lion in Grow. this animated movie called The Donkey Is King. It out? Can you give us our best, like, lion roar really quick? <laughs> I am erect. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my third or fourth movie, I think. Damn. And four movies and a TV show. How many movies have you done? Next question. Okay. A lot. He's like, wait, hold on. Um, I mean, I've done over 300 episodes of TV. and Yeah, he was on Bold and the Beautiful shooting two episodes a day on a soap opera. Probably like 12 movies now. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a Did lot. Did you ever think being in Seattle, you were raised on a farm, that you would be a movie star? Like, did you believe in yourself? Did you have that dream? What sparked you to be like, damn, I want to like move to LA and try to make this happen, even though I have to live in my fucking Toyota Sequoia <laughs> and eat ramen noodles and heat them up. at like Never ate ramen, I ate spinach, <laughs> just so you guys know. Um, yeah, no, as a little kid, there, it was the first thing I ever knew I wanted to do. And I recognized right away, like the farm was a beautiful life, uh, but it felt trapped because I was homeschooled. We were farmers. And for the most part, we did church at home. And so like, we were very isolated in a lot of ways. So you didn't have a very good social life. No. Well, I mean, to be fair to my parents, like they, they put us in like sports and stuff and let us go to like youth group. Except my sister was on the team. And <laughs> Except my sister was on the same team and my mom was the coach yeah. and there was only three of us because there was only four yeah. kids. <laughs> the principal was always yelling at me. My dad gave me spankings. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, no, but it was the first thing I ever knew I wanted to do. And I remember there's very specific movies that impacted my life in a huge way. But I remember watching Star Wars specifically and Rocky. But I saw Luke Skywalker standing on the edge of his farm watching the double sunset. And he stood there looking at his destiny. And as a little kid, I knew this was me like living vicariously through Luke Skywalker. I was like, man, I, I can't become a Jedi but I can totally make movies and I can have the same impact on some kid miles away or years down the road that Luke Skywalker had on me to make me dream bigger and believe in myself. Do you think that creativity and making videos and whatnot and like wanting to be a movie star, do you think that can be taught or is that something inherent? Like being creative, is that an inherent ability or can you learn to be creative? Mm. Both. Maybe. A lot of people say, I was born to do this, you know? Yeah, I know a lot of very creative people that are just shitty at their job. <laughs> uh, I hate to say that. But, like, so many creative people are terrible at following through. Yeah. They are. And, yeah, maybe they are born very, very creative, but they have zero follow through. Like work ethic, you're saying? Zero work ethic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I then, think that that is what I have the best ability of work ethic. So do you think you're more creative or you can work yourself into a creative space and you know, maybe somebody has a better creative flow than you, but you can work harder and therefore exceed further. I think my hard work pushes my creativity. Like when I edit a vlog, like it pushes my creativity. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it comes for me with time. I was, I've always been good at editing. Like the first time I edited a video, I was good. It was like the weirdest thing ever. It's mm. probably the only thing that I've just picked up and been like, wow, I'm really fucking good at this. That's dope. Like, but I don't, I was never creative ever. I was never like when I was a kid, like I got into photography and I was good at photography, but like 
I was never even into the arts or anything. I did mm. plays and whatnot. I could memorize the lines and act yeah. and sing like Charlie Brown, but I never like wanted to do that stuff until I saw YouTubers. Yeah. My ins- you know, what's crazy. My inspiration was YouTubers like Devin Supertramp, Roman Atwood, FouseyTube. Like I watched all these guys in my bedroom. And then in college, I watched Casey Neistat and I was like, I want to do that. Yo, Casey Neistat's dope. Yeah. Also, how dope is it now that you've been able to work consistently with all of your heroes? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What go on? What's it like? What's what's the difference between watching it and then doing it? It's interesting, and I think Adelia is getting a taste of this now. When I first came out here and like saw it happening behind the scenes, I was like, "Whoa!" I did not think that that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, which it, it's kind of shitty, I guess, that you see that like a lot of it's you know, like planned, you know, like you, you stage things and you know what you got to do. Like you've got the video in your head beforehand, which sucks. Cause you think it just like for some, you, like when you're watching at home, you just like think like, Oh wow. Like that just happened. Yeah. You know? And I, but like, no, it didn't like yeah. it was m- meant to happen. You know, like what, what would you say? How would you say it is like now learning how to make YouTube videos? Cause I'm teaching you. It's definitely like that. Like that. I feel exactly how, what you just said. Like, I literally thought it was all not planned. It just literally happened. And I was mm. like, how did that just happen? Like, how did he just jump off and everybody was filming? Like, how did right. he, you know what I mean? It's like, and everybody cheered after that. Like, ooh, but it's like, shut everybody up and be like, all right, once this guy jumps in the pool, pool then you'd be like, ah. Right. What's you been know? the toughest thing for you in like getting your start? Being like overwhelmed with. with what? Um, now that people know, like kind of know who you are it's like overwhelming to always put out yeah really you feel pressure yeah like but doesn't that push you is that good no, pressure yeah definitely for sure I think I'm just in the little little overwhelmed stage at the moment but definitely like I'll get past that and what's yeah. your incentive what do you want from this <laughs> I go deep. I know. So the basis, why Pearson and I are such good friends is we have very thought provoking conversations. Like we really push each other mentally. Yeah. And I'd never have had a a friend that I've had like a conversation with where he's like challenged me. Yeah. And now we're challenging you. Oh gosh. Welcome to the club. Under pressure. Um, I don't, I want to work for myself. Like I want to yeah. be my own boss eat, w- w- with whatever I'm going to end up doing, mm. owning a company, you know, doing whatever. Um, I've always worked in corporate jobs mm. and, you know, people tell me what to do and it's getting really tiring. And like now that I've learned this world, it's like, whoa, I can do it on my own and be my own mm. boss and, Fuck this job, corporate job. You so know? I want to ask Adelia a question that I asked her previously. For those of you guys just tuning in, Adelia lost her job because uh, of the coronavirus. Coronavirus. I don't even know if I could say that. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah whatever. We're, we're all affected by this no, in I'm different ways. No, I'm saying the word. Yeah. Am I allowed to say the word or does it get demonetized or whatever? I, no, just like, I don't know. We're not, we're not Anyways, joking Adelia about it. Adelia lost her job and she was very upset by it. She called me crying, if you guys have seen the video. Um... And a week before, I'm going to ask you this again. A week before, Adelia texted me and said, I want to quit my job. And then a week later, she lost her job. So she kind of got what she asked for. And I asked her in the car, you remember this? I said, Adelia, can I ask you something? 
why did you cry when you lost your job? And you're like, what do you mean? I go, last week you texted me and said that you wanted to quit your job. and Now you lost your job, but now you're crying. Yeah. Do you have an answer to that yet? I don't know. I feel like everybody says stuff like that. Like, ugh, I hate my job. I want to quit my job. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I really did enjoy my job and all that came with it. And yes, I didn't like stuff about it too, mm-hmm. but. Because you've always told me, yeah, you want to start your own company. Yeah. And I feel like right now is that perfect opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. it's a perfect storm in a sense of, yeah, yeah, it sucks. You lost your job. You're, it, it's scary because you don't have the income. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, this is a, a perfect opportunity for you. Yeah. I feel like I definitely believe in things happen for a reason. So this definitely happened for a reason. I don't know. Um, but, Yeah. I don't really have an answer for you. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like anybody would cry if they lose their job. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thing. That here's, here's a follow-up question. Do you feel like because the the loss of the job forced you into chasing a dream that was there, but you were too comfortable? Yes, definitely. A hundred million thousand percent. So what's the lesson for everybody else to learn then? If you're thinking about doing something that you've thought about for years and years and years, like just do it because y- they're probably never going to do it. You'll yeah. never do it. You're never going to do it. You'll turn 40 and yes. wish back at when you were 25. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Hold on. Wait. I'm okay. just, I just want to ep- echo that really quick. I get so pissed at so many people who have all the potential in the world. What I was just talking about, all the creative people who have all this juice flowing. Mm-hmm. They have no follow through. They have no game plan. They they don't they don't even want to try. I fucking yeah. I lived in my car. I was homeless. I called it functionally homeless for the better part of two years well, of my life home. out you here. You had your car. I had my car. That was t- <laughs> a traveling home. That it was it yeah. was good enough. I had somewhere to stay, and I crashed on couches. I crashed in different places. Slept in my car. I, I you know Sacri- sacrificed all your dating life probably. Literally. Yeah. Uh, I, I still. <laughs> I, I still kind of took home. <laughs> hey, you want to come back to my place? Okay. I got a great reclining seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that happened. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, if you want it bad enough, you will make a right. way to make it happen. Yeah. Right. And you will you you will sacrifice everything. I ate spinach. I ate oatmeal, and I had protein powder. And I eventually had some kidney problems <laughs> to go to the doctor because <laughs> I had too much protein. What do you say to the person that's like? Well, easy for you to say, I can't just quit my job and like... Yeah, but you can. Yeah. I'm sorry. All the excuses that we make up, I quit. You know, I worked my ass off. So that way I saved up enough money to have a few thousand dollars to move out to LA and figure it out. I get, I literally made no parachute. People are so afraid to fail, but they don't even take the chance to like allow themselves to fail. Like they mm-hmm. already tell themselves in their head, I've... They, they, they're seeing worst case scenario in their head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would ask me when I moved to LA, like I took that, I didn't even think about it. I was like, yes, I'm moving to LA. Yeah. Granted, I had a really good setup. Like I slept on an air mattress in a closet. Granted, yeah. it kind of sucked, but like I still had a great setup. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, what's your backup plan? And I literally was like, I don't have a backup plan. Yeah. I never thought that. I never like set myself up to be like, yeah, I'm going to move back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like that was never a thought of mine at all. Cause I believed in myself and my hard work so much. And, and I think there's a moment in everyone's life where they kind of need to, the, the switch needs to flip in their own head. No one can switch it for you. Absolutely not. Cause when I was out here, I was comfortable. I was like a dealie. I had a job. Like my rent was paid. Like I didn't really make much money. 
But like, I was just chilling. Like I didn't have to do anything every day. And then mm-hmm. one day I just woke up and I was like, dude, fuck this, man. Like, am I going to be Logan Paul's videographer the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Is that really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck that, man. Like I need to do something with my life. Yeah. And I think everyone has to have that moment where they're like, Adelia, for example, like this is a perfect storm for her, but like probably thought to yourself, like, fuck, do I really want to work as like, in a, whatever you're doing at pretty little thing for the rest of my life? Yeah, probably not. You know what I'm saying? Like as much as there's risk in what we do, it's so much more rewarding when you're like you're in control. Yeah. Well, when you're living out your, your dream and your destiny, right. even if you're making half the amount that you were making originally, you know, I think that was something that was really important for me to learn is, I I didn't become monetarily successful for the first, I want to say like five years that I was out here until I booked Bold and Beautiful. I was living paycheck to paycheck and like there was months where I was like, mm, I'm probably going to get kicked out of this apartment. I'm getting stressed. But bro, it's easy for you to say like you just were born with such good looks, right. beautiful eyes, You're just so pack. handsome. Like dude, it's been an easy, it's been an easy Fuck ride. Fuck you guys about <laughs> I was just reiterating. Uh, someone said that on a date with Pearson. <laughs> it's the most bullshit thing you could ever say. Some fucking genetic <laughs> mutation happened in, in utero and somehow I was born with a face that people subjectively think is good. Right. And I work my ass off in a gym and I have abs. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you were just born with abs. Yeah, that is, that is true, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I mean, we kind of drifted away from quarantine talk. Oh, we did, yeah. I feel like that was a good... Little session, yeah. Um, Good little rap. What are you? What are some negatives that you've felt from the quarantine? No sex. Oh, shut up. We know you've been fucking. speak for yourself. <laughs> um, I'm definitely gonna come out of this. My right arm's gonna be a little bit stronger than my left. Now I've um, noticed you've been developing really well, Adelia. How you? You know, you know what I tell you. I was up. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Um, I have some notes. That I don't I, kiss and tell, okay? Yeah, you do. Who you been banging, dude? I only kiss and tell with you two, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. So the downsides that I wrote down, I've been eating. It's been harder to eat healthy. I think mm. I think a lot of us get, we do get bored and we go and check the fridge for no reason. <sighs> Those penguins are in there, though. You got to make sure that they're still yeah. cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's been very hard to work out. And that's been very frustrating because I think that is such an integral part of my day. And while I have given up the workouts for like work, yeah, um, it does suck. I worked out today and I felt like so good about it. Oh yeah. Uh, it's so important. Dude, working out without a gym is so hard because you have to get real creative. You're doing all calisthenic workouts and you get like these two five pound weights and you're like, yeah. And we talked about it before. You said that what you're finding the most challenging is self-motivation. Yep. That is, that is very hard is, it's easy right now. It's, I think it's good that people get a moment to f- forcibly enjoy their time off if mm-hmm. they're not dealing with some very traumatic experience right now. Um, and for those people that have the opportunity to stay home and enjoy their family and their friends, I think that's great. Uh, but it is very difficult. It is a very difficult time. There's a lot of shit going on in the world and we're all mm-hmm. very scared and nervous and on edge. And so it is very hard to stay self-motivated. I notice a lot of friends, um, are depressed, very anxious. I have uh, one friend who, man, he's, he's up to his ears in anxiety and different things that are going on. And, you know, his job's been put on hold and he's stressed about getting the right. sickness because he's, he's 
immunocompromised, you know? So I think that's a, that's a weird thing that's going on, but yeah, self-motivation is weird. What do you have to say to people that did lose their job and they're collecting their unemployment and they're sitting at home kind of just treating this as a vacation? I, what would you say to use your time to do? Stonks. (laughs) (laughs) I, it's tough because if you are that person that wants to collect unemployment and stay home, then, then do that, I guess. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, I guess. then yeah. do it. Um, and if you want to collect unemployment, but you're using it to invest in stonks, <laughs> then I think that's great too. Um, and use that opportunity of like, okay, I lost my job, but I still have, you know, the stimulus check coming through and I have unemployment. Fingers crossed everybody gets both of those. Um, then I think you, you have a window of time of time off to hopefully utilize that to make yourself better and achieve and structure your life out a little bit more. But I don't know. That's tough. Each person's different. Some people, some people have our opportunity like a delay where you can, you've lost your job, but now it's created a better job for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, for us, we've gotten to like bond over trading stocks in the morning. Right. You know, and that, I think that's a unique opportunity for both of us, but I don't know if everybody has that opportunity. What do you think? What do, what do you I think? I think it is case do? to case. Like you just said, like as much as I would love to like tell people to do shit yeah. like, and think like me and be motivated like me, yeah. maybe they don't want to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I mean, if they're listening, I would hope so that they, you know, I mean, some people might be listening to laugh. Some people might be listening to be motivated, whatever it may be, but mm-hmm. I don't know when I, I work out, I listen to motivational things cause I want people to push me. Hell I yeah. want to be a better version. And I notice when I am the best version of myself, it attracts people around me. They want to hang out with me. They're like, damn dude, like, look at this kid. He's like, it's crushing. He's waking up every day at 6am screaming. What's up to LA. Yeah. Like he's so happy at six in the morning. And I'm like, sluggishly getting out of bed at 10 like fuck man like what am I gonna do today and like why is he so happy all the time yeah and I think it's because I someone asked me actually she dm me she was like how do you get up at 6 a.m every day and I was like you need to find purpose Mm -hmm. like why are you getting up like what are you excited about for example say you're going on a vacation tomorrow and you have a 5 a.m flight are you going to get up for that flight? Fuck no. Fuck yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck yes, you're going to get up for that flight because you're excited. Yeah. So like, what is it that you can set yourself to wake up for every single day that excites you? For me right now, we're pushing each other, me and Pearson. He's do- He's like, I know Pearson's getting up at 6 a.m. to do the stock five, market. Five. I'm getting up at 6 a.m. to do the <laughs> stock market. But it's like, all right, I wake up. I make my coffee. I look forward to my cup of coffee. Like even something as little as that is yeah. your purpose to wake up. Like, oh, I fucking love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like wake up. Cause once you're out of bed, bro, you're up. Yeah. You just gotta like, I saw some motivational thing. It's like count to five. And if you, you need to get out of bed before five. Oh, Mel Robbins. There was a chick or something. Yeah. Mel Robbins. She's, She's like one, two, three, four, five. You're up. Yeah. Like don't even think about it. Yep. Don't give yourself time to, to mm-hmm. just get up. Don't process it. Just make an action. Right. And like, yeah, I told her like, yeah, I have purpose. I'm fucking motivated right now. Everyone else mm-hmm. is chilling. I'm putting out three videos a week. I'm Boom. making my music. I'm learning guitar. I'm doing stocks in the morning. I'm writing songs at night. Like I have purpose right now. Yeah. And there's no distraction. Dude, there like, is no distraction. No one's hitting me up to hang out because they can't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, what am I going to do with my time? Am I going to sit around? Sure. I watched Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Sure, I had a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. By the way, sure, I've had ten packs of Reese's Easter eggs. Sure, I had Ben and Jerry's the other night and didn't tell any of you guys. 
Wow. Bro, what? Sure, I've slipped up a few times, okay? Man, you really... Yeah, but I admitted to that. Yo, guys, I interrupt this episode of the podcast to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Bespoke Post. I'm hooking you guys up with 20% off your first box. How it works, guys, it all starts on the first of each month. You'll receive an email with your box details, what's inside and where it's from. It's $45 a month, and everything inside the box is valued at over $75. You've got five days to review your selection. You customize styles and colors, swap it into another box, whatever it may be. You can even skip a month if you want to. The box is shipped mid-month. I know people are getting super bored in quarantine right now. That's why when I ordered a box, I ordered the beer-making kit, so I'm going to make my own beer, and I also ordered the Elevate, which is on there. It's a traveler's kit. I'm so into bringing my tote bag every single place I go. It just has all my items in it, toothbrush, deodorant. You guys know what I'm talking about. Toiletry items. It's super sick because there's a bunch of different things on there. You can get clothing. You can get footballs. You can get knives. A bunch of man stuff. It's a box of awesome. You're not going to find most of these products on Amazon or in any stores. They have some dope options out right now. You can age your own liquor. I mean, how cool is that? You can get a hammock. You can get a knife. To try it all, all you have to do is sign up. It's free. You take the quiz on what you like and don't like, and Bespoke Post will handpick your first box on the spot. You can skip a month or cancel anytime. And best of all, every box is packed with over $75 of gear inside, and it only costs you $45. And as a bonus, you'll get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code 2MEN20 at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code 2MEN20, T-W-O-M-E-N-2-0, for 20% off your first box. Always just assume that everyone's good. Yeah. You know, unless they say something like, oh, yeah, bro, Pierce yeah. is good. He's chilling. Yeah. You know, if he wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, I never, I, yeah, I need to be better at that, too. Like, I never really ask people, like, hey, how are things? Yeah. You know, because I don't really get asked it, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Because my life looks like everything's great, you I, know, and I, then. I think that's a struggle for anybody that's life is online. Yeah. Is you look like you're having the time of your life, but nobody realizes behind the scenes it can be very fucking difficult. Right. Um, yeah, dude. And that's what I put in my music. Even like I've written some songs in quarantine that are fucking like sad. Yeah. Like, and I was writing and I was like, for me, the therapy was like talking about with these songwriters that I was writing with, like actually a girl from my high school, shout out Kate. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't talked to her since high school. And I'm like, Hey, you want to write some songs together? She reached out over my last song, which uh, hit a million streams in less than a month. Go stream it. Yo, uh, <laughs> let's go. First words of the song were Adelia. Polaroids and t-shirts inside, inside a cardboard box. box. Now um, you. What's the second verse, huh? Memories. <laughs> but yeah, and she's like, what do you want to write about? And I was like, honestly, like, I'm just going to, like, I like to vent when I write with the songwriters. And I was like, I haven't talked to you in forever, but like, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And it just felt fucking great to say. And like, after I said it, I was like, eh, I'm over it. Like, I don't even need to write about it. But yeah. I like drew from it, but like. I mean, just getting things off your chest, that dead weight is so important. Heavy. Very important. Otherwise now, Adelia, let's ask you, how do you get things off your chest? Tell us. I cry. Mm -hmm. Like a baby. As a female. What do you wish people would do more of? I know I'm hard on you. You could you could be up, up honest about shit. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're harsh sometimes, but I feel like you mean well. You know? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've always been horrible at uh, saying things in a right way. But I know I just you, say it how it is. The thing is, I know you, so I know you didn't mean it that way. Right. You know, so I. I don't. 
get butthurt about that. Um, I don't know. I cry mm-hmm. and I just want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to be locked in my room and like really not talk to anybody until I'm ready to, to talk to someone. But I just, I literally just want to be alone. I feel like it's therapeutic to talk to someone you don't really know. Yeah. That helps me a lot. It's hard when you like can't go outside. I've never been to a therapist and I always thought like people were like, you should go to a therapist. Like, no, if I go to a therapist, that means I have a problem. But I found like when I was going through a tough time, I talked to like some stranger, but like, it's kind of like talking to a therapist. I didn't fucking know this guy. You pay like, isn't it weird? Okay. So this is, this is the example I always give people. You wouldn't take advice. You wouldn't take stock market advice from a homeless person, right? Or somebody that's terrible with their nose. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the idea is like somebody that lost all of their money. You wouldn't be like, well, should I put an option call on this trade here or no? But you also shouldn't be taking advice for your mental health, which is the most important from some rando, yeah. you know, <laughs> not, I mean, not that that person wasn't helpful, but yeah. like, why not pay somebody who's totally safe by law to get that trained for years to understand psychology and human, human sociology mm-hmm. and get the perfect, like mostly perfect example. Have you been to a therapist before? Yeah. I still have a therapist. Is it helpful? Very I thought about doing that. I thought about getting one. Oh, it's so good, you guys. Like, imagine, like, imagine being like, yo, Pearson, shut the fuck up and listen for the next hour of my time. And then at the end of it, like, either I want your advice or I don't. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's kind of what it is. But usually they're there to help you, like, process and cope with different things. But, like, for the most part, I've spent enough time that I know what the coping mechanisms are. But it's so fucking good. Just to get things off your chest. Yo, because sometimes, I mean, like, we deal with this a lot where we're kind of at the top in our peer groups. Mm-hmm. So nobody asks us what's going on and how we are. And we usually can't reveal that stuff. Right. Because it shows weakness. Right. And people f- smell blood in the water and they want to take you down. That's mm-hmm. a whole, it's a whole thing and it sucks. But you go to therapy and it's just, boom, this is what we're here for. You can drop anything you want. It's fucking great. Recommend it. Yeah. I think... People need to learn too. Yeah. I feel like some of it even comes down to parenting, parenting. Yeah. My parents and I never talked about emotions. They were never like, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. I mean, but it was always like, how was school today? Yeah. Fine. You know, like that, (laughs) that's like the basis of like, how are you doing as a kid? Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that when I'm a parent, I'm going to like, I don't want my kid to be a fucking simp, you know, like a little pussy, but I'm for sure going to (laughs) like fucking simp. Um, what does that mean, by the way? What is I don't yeah. know. You said that I in still, your video once, and I was like, what is that? I, I see it on TikTok, and people called it. me a simp for like <laughs> opening up about my emotions, so I'm, I don't care. Bro, okay, I, I think it's like, it, 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 it's essentially that, right? Like being- it's a pussy. It, yeah. Like a wimp. A wimp, yeah. Oh, yeah. Comment down below if you know what a simp is in, Please the, t- in the modern slang. Break it down. I feel like a boomer right now. What the hell is the LOL? Hold on. I feel like I could just Google it right now. Could what? just Google it. In the meantime, Adili, do you think Mark and I are simps? Say no. A no. simple person lacking common sense, a fool or simpleton, a man who foolishly overvalues a woman and puts her on a pedestal. Whoa. So like a guy that's whipped. Oh, okay. He whipped. I feel like they use it they for far different. They said that in the video where I talked to my ex. They're like, what a simp. The oh. I'm just a nice person, all right. There's a difference between being nice and being a simp. I yeah, think. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting. Y'all are the, taking this word out of context. I'm not getting on the internet and talking shit and trying to ruin people's lives. 
<laughs> oh, shots fired. What's that? What's up? Um, <laughs> wait, why? I wrote down venting session. Oh, that's good. We just, like we just did, did that. a weird venting. You know, I was nervous about this podcast because I haven't done one in a while. I was like, where's yeah. this conversation going to go? But it's it's been one of those like therapeutic. It's nice. Do you uh, want to get anything off your chest, Adelia? No. Why not? And she did talk about losing her job. That was nice. Anything else? No. Nope. Why weren't you feeling like yourself today? Don't. Please don't. All right. She doesn't want to go there. All right. We're not going there. Uh, <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark. Do you have anything you want to talk about and get off your chest? No. I think a lot of the stuff was COVID related. I've mm-hmm. learned the guitar. I've learned the stock market. I've learned to appreciate time more. I feel less pressure mm-hmm. to like do shit, I guess. Yeah. From the quarantine. I feel like. What's something that pisses you off in this moment right now? Not like here specifically, but like in life, in, in your life right now. In general, everybody gets one. We all get one thing. Uh, Drives us that one time I was Something that just pisses you off. You just get raged about it. And like, what is that? I don't know. Uh, people that don't believe in themselves. Yeah. Just frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe so much in myself. And I don't know. Yeah, that. That. Is it because you put in work or is it because you see their potential and you feel like it's wasted? Yeah. 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 That's, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is wasted potential. I mean, we talked about it a little bit already, but creatives like not being creative, not right. living their dream. And their I destiny. just like, I don't know, like if you don't envision yourself being the best and I had this conversation in college and I just talked to a kid my, from my college yesterday and he remembered my conversation with him. Mm-hmm. In college, we were taught when getting into journalism that, oh, you know, like if you guys are getting into this job for the money, you're getting into the wrong job. You're probably going to get a job at a local news station in West Virginia and make about 30 to 40 K a year. And like, that's going to be your life. And I was like, why the fuck are these people teaching me this shit? Yeah. Like, why are you teaching me to be fucking nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, like I came to college thinking like, I'm going to be on ESPN. Like yeah. I came in there and then you just like shattered my dreams and made me feel like, I'm going to be a local news reporter in West Virginia. Yeah. Like, that's not what I wanted. That's not why I came here. And that's what you're telling me that I'm going to be. Yeah. I was like, fuck that, dude. I told everyone in my class. I was like, if you don't think that you're going to be on ESPN, then why the fuck are you here? Yeah. You should always envision yourself and, and picture yourself as being what you want to be. Like, not even the best, just like yeah. what you want to be. Like, and I learned the quick way. I learned the way, like the hard way, I guess. Like I learned what I didn't want to be in college. Yeah. How wild is this? You in one video, one vlog, you get more viewers than CNN does on a daily show. Yeah. Isn't that wild? They get what, like 40,000 subscribers in a day or something like that. Maybe I'm quoting the numbers all wrong, but traditional media, I think Joe Rogan talked about this. Traditional media's numbers are way overshadowed by a YouTuber. Right. And so not only did you achieve your dream, but you surpassed it in its own, in a very new way. Yeah. And it's frustrating too. It's like the, my college, obviously like they ask usually like a successful alums to come back and talk. Mm -hmm. They never fucking asked me to do shit. I'm the most successful person out of my class. Yeah. They never, they don't, they don't ask my friend who works at TMZ, my two friends that work at TMZ to come talk. 
They wow. asked the dude that works at a local news station to come talk. Well, like you guys, like that shit pisses me off the most. If you're going to college and like people are telling you that shit, don't even fucking go. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this shit gets hey, me man. fired up. What up, bro? Gary V? <laughs> this shit really gets me fired up because it's like, I hate when people set you up for failure. Mm-hmm. Like you need to believe in yourself and it is possible. Like I've done it. Logan's done it. Every person out here that's moved to LA has done it. Mm-hmm. Like it's doable. Like it's Elon Musk is going to fucking the moon, bro. Yo, that dude started PayPal and was like, I'm gonna learn engineering and put us on a rocket ship and fuck. Yeah. He's an animal. I love you, Elon Musk. Marry me. <laughs> it fires me up. Adelia, what about you? What's one thing that pisses you off? Uh when people think that they know something and they really don't fucking know a single thing. Example. He's shade right now? No. <laughs> oh no, no. Do I I'm not sorry. know something? No, it just happened to be no just in general yeah go on but this is what we talked about earlier about communication yeah like how how are people like they think they know something but you're not telling them so like they don't know you know what i'm saying so it's like we can all assume things Mm -hmm. so like part of that problem comes down to you not communicating Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so people are going to assume what they're going to assume until you communicate with like hey here's the truth yeah you know this is what and like that's what i have to say sometimes i just like hate explaining myself not like in situations like of what just happened, but like just someone saying something. I'm like, I literally don't. No, I feel take it. A I breath feel that. And explain this to you, you know. Yeah. What about you? Did you say yours? Okay. Or no, you didn't. Yeah, wasted potential. I think yeah. it's a good one, but also like in the immediate. I don't know. Friends that aren't really your friends. Amen. Yeah. Uh, that's like that. That one's really that strikes a chord with me. But I mean, we're surrounded by it in L.A. and like. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Here's the thing about L.A., and this is what I've learned, is that everyone moved to L.A., most people moved to L.A. for a reason, right? I did not move to L.A. to fall in love and get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. If that was my goal, I would have stayed in Ohio. Like, I moved to L.A. to pursue my dreams and my career, and I, like most people, I could probably be fake, will not let anything get in the way of that. I'll still be a good person, obviously, yeah. to the people, like, in my life. Like, I still care for people and try to do the best and, like, but, like, I will not, like, if someone is getting in the way of my business, it's, that I don't fuck with that, like, at all. Yeah. So, like, that. Ooh. Yep. Sorry. That's what? a, that's, that's heavy. No, that's, that's very real. It's like, that's the one thing I tell people, anybody that works with me, I'm like, if you get in the way of me and my job. I am not like, I'm not a shitty person. I'm a very good person to right. all of my friends. I'm, I'm too good to a lot of my friends sometimes at the extent of myself. But if you get in the way of me and my job, I will, I'm like a fucking shark in the water. I'm like, no, this is, I've worked my ass off for this. And I will, I will make sure we go to head to head and figure this out. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. that shit fucking pisses me off. Mm-hmm. So Pearson thinks that the coronavirus is a conspiracy. No, I don't think that. God, don't wrap me up with them. Fucking flat earthers and bullshit. He was like, hey, we should talk about conspiracy theories. I'm serious. No, this is a real thing. Okay. There's a lot of people out here that think, go comment below if you're one of these people. I'm not trying to shit on you, but I'm totally trying to shit on you. (laughs) They Um, think that coronavirus is man-made. Coronavirus is man-made in a lab by the military, which by the way, sure. That's not far from any right. possible thing that, you know, humans can do. But they think it was released in order to, like, 
stem off some of the population, mm-hmm. take down President Trump, and bring a few down other, the economy, bring down the economy, kill off you know a huge section of the world, and put us under a one world order. And then there's another sect that believes that it's this. Um, oh, Jeffrey Epstein had it. <laughs> bro, I saw. Wait, my bro, friend told me this. It's my so cousin. stupid. <laughs> No, go. I, I can't remember the story. You're going to have to reiterate Okay. It. But I remember hearing it. But Jeffrey Epstein has something to do with the coronavirus. How does Jeffrey? He's dead. He's He got his neck broken. Mm, is he? Who knows? He got his neck broken in jail. I mean, this the autopsy report was like, yeah, bro, this guy had his neck snapped. And like all that conspiracy then added to this one. There's some. They covered that shit up, though. Yeah, they covered it all up. That's fine. That's a whole conspiracy in its own thing. But. They said that he released it in order to get back at the Clintons for some. Let me just read off. <laughs> let me just read this off, just so like we have context, because I'm not making this up. No, this, I love conspiracy theories. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Hold on, wait. You ready? From the Washington Post, according to Travis View, who has studied the QAnon phenomenon. The QAnon is the guy from a 4chan Reddit, like a 4chan. Very reputable source. Very reputable source. Okay. <laughs> Written about it extensively, the Washington Post. The essence of the conspiracy theory is that <clears throat> there is a worldwide cable of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who rule the world, essentially, and they control everything. They control politicians, and they control the media, they control Hollywood, they cover up their existence, essentially. And they would have continued ruling the world were it not for the election of President Donald Trump. That's the conspiracy. What is it? I saw some crazy shit about My cousin showed me some wild stuff about Jeffrey Epstein and like all his like code words for like pedophiles and stuff. And like, yeah, that's just there's some shit that's going on with Bill Clinton. I guess he was like yeah. sneaking out of the white house and cheating on his wife. Yikes. Like, obviously I don't know if any of this is true, but he showed me a hey, disclaimer. We're a yeah, bunch yeah. of idiots. We're, we're not speculation. We, but what I do think, uh, Oh shit. I had something on my mind. What was it? Jeffrey. Epstein oh, you know pedagogue. what actually did cause the coronavirus? That's the 5G network. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, I have family members that are texting me about this shit. No, people, that's another conspiracy theory <sighs> that the 5G network has caused it. I, Which, because, well, it's saying that where there's 5G, there's more cases, right? Yeah, sure. Which, but you said something, you're like, well, then how would 185 countries get it? There's 134 it? countries that have coronavirus. Okay. Out of those 134, only four have 5G. Okay, and but, inside of that, there's only a small population but, that have 5G. But what if those four countries that had 5G travel to the other countries? Show That's me the heat spots. Spreads. Show me the heat spots. So you're telling me that a, an antenna, a chaos, this thing right here, this, this little guy, it produced enough energy to immaculately Jesus Christ itself concept inside of somebody's body for us to, or a pangolin or a bat, and then to then zootopic species itself from one species to another, and boom, it starts spreading and it kills off the entire world. I mean, from don't radio doesn't radioactive waves cause cancer and shit? Yeah, they can totally cause cancer. So why can't they cause a virus? We're talking about. I mean. Just so we all know, waves are just part of the spectrum. We got light waves. We got radio waves. Didn't you say eating a lot of protein affected your liver or kidney or something? Yeah, it does. So why would that happen? (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. The crazy thing about conspiracy theories, though, is I feel like there's some truth to a lot of them. I I always equate it to this. And this is why I get so fired up about it. And I'm a highly logical person. And I fucking hate being duped. 
the reason is, is I was raised in a house and we were very, we were very Christian. You were raised in a house. I was raised in a home. <laughs> I was raised in a home. And, but the, my, I have relatives that are very, uh, apocalyptic doomsday uh, Christian charismatic, crazy, some crazy shit. And I went, uh, it's a whole story. It's too much, but I had to go through life being told that like, I was like, I was always fighting for this one truth, but it turns out it wasn't true the whole time. And I wasn't given an evidence. And I just, Santa was, Claus? that shit, <laughs> <laughs> but I was believing dumb shit for so long and I never questioned it. So if you, I equate it to this is it's 99.99% true. It's like rat poison, 99% food. It's 1% arsenic, 0.1% arsenic. Really? That's, that's the amount of arsenic that's in rat poison. It's it mostly them? food. Yeah. 0.01%. Isn't that weird? You learn wow. something new every day. That's, it's a strange thing, but that's what a conspiracy can be like, is you can ruin somebody's life and reputation over some 0. dumb 0. thought from fucking 4chan of all places to get your source of food. Not saying that traditional... Are conspiracy media. theories, like, how do you come up with this shit? Is it like you find you have sources where you're like, because there's got to be some truth. You can't just like... I mean, you could just totally make up a lie, like all the Star Wars were made up, but like... <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, yeah, I mean... There's like, you they put it in such a way where it's like, wait, maybe they maybe they do know some shit. They probably do. I'm not saying there's not a deep state government. I totally believe that. Like, we've seen the evidence of people being like, yeah, so the government covered this up and this up back in the 40s. Do you, what do you feel about the whole alien thing, Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar, I still... I feel like he's he's got a lot of truth. He like hold on. Do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband and fed him to the tigers? Carol Baskin, that bitch, she <laughs> killed her husband, and fed him to the tigers. God damn. Carol Baskin totally killed her husband, right? Uh, we're but all. It's a conspiracy. I haven't watched any of it. It is totally a conspiracy. I'm just on one side. Also, what? Yeah. How did I just miss that? <laughs> I haven't watched. It. She wears an orange hat to the podcast, repping <laughs> the tigers. And hasn't even watched Tiger King. You are the Carol Baskin of this podcast. That's not true. That's a that's a very bad equivocation. Wow, fucked up. Damn. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I, I have to take a it. piss. So I think that's where we're gonna wrap things up. I think that was a, what you said the last time that we uh, wrapped our podcast. Really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so vividly. I was like, I "Guess the conversation sucked." No, I'm just like we've been here a long time. We have been. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys like that like button. <laughs> Smash that subscribe, hit that yeah. like button, put the bell up, turn on your notifications, and we will guys, we will see you guys next week on the one man show. A one man show. I don't even know the fucking name of this podcast. We'll see you later. <laughs> Tell me, do you think, do you think about me?